Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 50. What? Amazing. Right. <laughs> 50. Can't even believe it. How did that happen? How so did that much happen? love. <laughs> so much love through so much love and our devotion and commitment to showing up week by week. And through all of everyone listening, we're so grateful. We're so grateful every day. More and more women are joining the New Truth Movement Facebook group. I mean, four to five people a day are filling out the questionnaire and joining and we have so appreciated all of your reviews your beautiful reviews and love for the podcast and we are i'm super in love with you kate and especially our our guest today i can't wait for this message to be shared and for everything we're going to learn myself included Yes. Ditto to all that. I'm so grateful. It feels so special to be at episode 50 and it's not even the end of the year yet. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful for this platform and for all the women who are on this journey with us. Like there's some of you who have been here from the very beginning, which is so special and others who are just hearing about it now, but it's been just such a wild ride. Catherine and I both get messages every single day about how much the podcast is changing your lives. So thank you for sticking it out with us and joining us. And um, I cannot wait to share this beautiful soul with you today who we have on. So episode 50, the secret to unlocking intimacy in your relationships. And I met this beautiful woman and in true Kate fashion, <laughs> fell in <laughs> love with her at first sight. And um, I met her in a business mastermind, uh, like a I guess it was a year and a half ago. Wow. Um, and she is just absolutely, her presence alone is just so magical. Like the kind of human that you just want to listen to her talk all day, just want to be in her presence. And she has so much wisdom to share for women. And your message is just the most needed thing that so many episodes we talk about breaking down patriarchy and um, really empowering women to come home to their souls and to their bodies and to the truth of who they are. And everything you teach, Jasmine, is so essential for women to hear. So I'm so excited to share you with them today. Catherine's going to read your official bio. Jasmine Rose is the founder of Humble Wild Wellness, a passion-driven community to restore, reclaim, and remember the wisdom of the womb. Upon her own self-discovery journey, she realized that there was a deep truth within her womb that radically challenged the societal narrative most of us carry around our wombs, cycles, and sexuality. She now guides women all over the world into radical healing and self-connection within their wombs. Jasmine believes that when we come home to the wisdom of our wombs, we come home to ourselves. This is a revolution. Welcome yeah. to the new truth, <laughs> Jasmine. Yes. Hello, thank Catherine. Hello, Kate. Here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yes, new truth. You know, there's so many truths that we're unlocking, and I'm just so thankful for the both of you that are just sharing them with the world. Your message is so incredible, and I'm so excited to chat. Thank you for being here with us. Should we start with... You know, I keep thinking with regards to intimacy. So the secret to unlocking intimacy in your relationships, it's something everybody says they want. And I've yet to meet a human being that doesn't have fears around intimacy. And I was someone that would have told you I had deep intimacy with partners, but was pretty shut down around my relationship to my own body and my womb. What? 
nothing, there was nothing, no conversations were happening with my womb. And so tell us a little bit about even like the beginning of your path or how this path and aliveness came to be for you. Yeah, yeah I like a little before and after, like who were you before? <laughs> yes. What was your intimacy like? And then after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I have taken a look at my own intimacy, both with myself and in my relationships, not just with my husband, but relationships with everyone. Right. Because intimacy, you know, it breeds connection all over the place. Even with the earth, we can be super intimate with our connection to everything around us. And Truthfully, you know, my journey back into sexual liberty and coming into a really intimate relationship with my body started from a place of disconnection. Like most of us, I suffered from childhood sexual abuse and it really created uh, fractures in the way that I could relate to my body. Um, and this is so common for so many of us. You know, we, we feel like we're holding on to this perpetuative shame within our wombs, within our bodies, with, with within so much of ourselves. And so my path started like, like many people's in a space of really deep disconnection and just that nagging feeling of there has to be a better way. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I got together almost a decade ago. So we've been in a wow. really long-term relationship. And so it's really wild to share this path with somebody where, you know, you're unlocking your sexuality, you're coming home to your body, you're doing all of these things, and you're in this collaborative, you know, container with someone else who's going through their own journey. Um, and so the real, the real journey started for me when I actually started bleeding um, outside of my menstrual cycle. I bled for a full year straight and that's kind of my shock value for you all. Um, and it was this really big calling back to my body. Something was going on. It was not allowing me to, you know, be in the normalcy of my cycle. And truthfully before that, I, I wasn't connected to, you, to my womb. I can totally relate to you. And you had your period for a year? For a full every year. Every day? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. How old were you? This was three and a half years ago. Whoa. Yeah. So disconnect to like loud boulder smacking me right mm -hmm. in the heart. And it sent me on this really wild journey. You know, I, it sent me into, okay, I'm listening, right? I had this visual representation coming from my body every day telling me that something wasn't right. And I didn't really expect anything from the journey. Truthfully, I was not feeling well during the time that this was happening. But what started to happen in that time was I had to pay attention to my body. Right? I had to connect to my body. I had to connect to myself. And like most people, you know, we experience these dark nights of the soul, if you will, that bring us into these really transformative containers. Um, and it was through that journey that I started to really understand how disconnected I had been. Like mm. I, some people are disconnected, like from the heart down, I was disconnected from like the eyeballs down, you know, <laughs> I just felt like I was like this floating head on a body that I just didn't understand. I didn't know how to be with my body. You know, I was intimate with my partner and I'd been intimate with many people, but it wasn't actual intimacy. Mm -hmm. It was a performative, um, you know, pleasure driven type connection, both sexually and, and collaborative, just in communication. And I, I started to realize that so much of my relationships around sex and intimacy had been kind of this, this weird societal narrative of fear. You know, when we're young, we're not taught to go into sexual relationships from this really liberated place and exploring our pleasure and opening our heart and communication and boundaries and all these things. It's like, don't get pregnant. Don't be violated. Don't get an STD. Like there's so much shame perpetuated. And yes. I felt like I really carried that into my life. Um, I, I just had this flashback of the woman who taught se sexual, whatever they call it, education in school yeah. was like the most, I've never thought about this before, repressed, like literally she was so masculine. She had dry mouth. She was so shut. Like there was nothing sexual about her. And yeah. she was teaching us about sexual education. Yeah. Sex ed, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's so dry. Yeah. 
it's so like monotone. It's like, we're all in that Charlie Brown where it's like, wah, 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 wah. Yes. <laughs> I, I was in, well, in New York, growing up in New York, you got one like half a year class in eighth grade. That was all the mechanics of sex, right? And then what is so painful for me, I actually I have a master's in public health and my focus was on reproductive and sexual health. And I actually trained the trainers of sex education in high school for a while. That was my first job at a nonprofit. Deeply, deeply passionate about this. And what's sad to me is it's the sexual conversation in our culture is sex is everywhere. It's a woman's job to be sexy, but all in service to the opposite sex partner like we can't even get into like same sex intimacy and you know relationships because that's hard you know that's still we're working on that you know energy in our school system and our culture but I would we would get letters in from teen girls like how do you have sex that doesn't hurt right mm -hmm. and then the cosmopolitan message is you know 50 ways to please him I, I'm, I'm like my pleasure like what my body is for me like there's a way to have safety and intimacy with myself like what and then i was on birth control where i didn't have my period for nine years and i'm i recently got off and i can't believe how i feel it feels like i'm grieving the violence that i have done to my body for nine years to not have my period and i'm so curious what I have all kinds of feelings about Western medicine now, but here you are, you know, bleeding for a year. What was that process like in terms of even how you came home to yourself, like the courage to start listening, but then how to find the care that you needed, right? Yeah. And the answers you needed probably didn't come from Western medicine doctor, I'm going to assume. No, <laughs> like, like so many of us, you know, this is a uh, you know, and I'll go into my, my story with that in a moment, but like, I really, to, to all the listeners, even how many times have you been dismissed on things outside of the womb, outside of the cycle, right? Um, the burden of being a woman is what they call the menstrual cycle. That that's a perpetuative, you know, societal narrative that a lot of us carry, even if it's not our own, right? We carry it within the lineage, within the ancestral, within the, the collective, and we're really failing womb holders, right? Because when we look at things like PCOS, things like endometriosis, you know, there's a lot of widespread dis-ease that's happening within the wombs of the world. And a lot of it, it's unexplained. A lot of it doesn't necessarily have any quote unquote cure um, outside of, you know, treating symptoms. We, we don't really understand how to get to the root of that. And for a lot of people, that's a disadvantage. And for me, that's like a light bulb. I'm like, there we go. This is something science can't explain. Let's go. Let's go on a little bit of a deeper journey here because what is happening, what is happening, you know, high, high rates of infertility, you know, all of these things. And, um, of course I can't talk this all up to a one word answer, but I do believe that the the vast disconnection with our bodies and the way that we don't feel embodied, you know, when we're disconnected, when we're experiencing, you know, radical numbness in these areas, the blood flow, the fascia adhesions, there's all of these things that contribute to no aliveness within the womb. So yeah, I didn't find any answers. <laughs> I didn't find any answers and I'm really thankful that I didn't and I know that can be a little bit confusing for anything that's chronic right but there's all of a sudden there was this window of opportunity where I was like I have a choice here I can really fall victim to my circumstance or I can become a radical co-creator of how I heal and mm -hmm. I decided to take Ooh, myself. I, just got I, just, yeah. I was gonna say we need to like hear you say that again because that's that statement is not only for what you were going through with your body. Like I want, I do invite you to say that again because this is for everyone, especially with their love journey. Like yeah. this is the choice you're making every moment. So go yeah. ahead and say that like, that beautiful yeah. line. I could have. Yeah, so wherever you are right now, like even just putting your hand on your heart, yes. even if you don't believe the words, let them be in your body. Mm. I can either be a victim to my circumstance mm. or I can become a radical co-creator of how I step forward on this path. Yeah. Right? And that's courage. 
right? That's responsibility. And I definitely want to be compassionate to survival patterns and traumas that we can store in these areas that don't necessarily make it so black and white, but even just for one breath, like embodying that Mm -hmm. sentence for one breath and just seeing how it can transform perhaps some of the narrative that you're carrying around your body. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And I'm telling you, it transformed everything in my life. Choosing a different way often does that, right? Choosing a different door. We know that in every single way, shape, or form. And for me, this opened up an entire new opportunity for me to connect to my body, to the earth, to my cycles and rhythms, to the feminine, to like my wild sexual fire that had been so repressed and say, all right, like this is the time I deserve to bathe in dripping gold pleasure in my life. And I'm not just talking sexually. I'm not just talking orgasmically. I'm talking like sticking your face in a rose and literally stopping to smell the roses and feeling the way that you can wake up to life by choosing a different way. We all have to just breathe. Yeah, I'm like, everything you're saying. Keep talking. I'm just going to write it all down. Mesmerized by you. And and this is such an, I mean, this is such an edge. I mean, sometimes I feel like for every sexuality coach we've had on the podcast, I keep saying the same thing, but I find it like, it's a celebration in and of itself and a privilege in and of itself that we can have this conversation. And it's like, sometimes even on our own personal healing journeys, we can be so focused on how far we still have to go rather than the attention on on how far we actually have already come. And it's like, this is a win right now for you to have clicked this podcast, like for you to be hanging into this conversation right now, for us to even be talking, like honoring wherever you are in the journey. Cause I see these sexuality coaches and it's like, sometimes I feel like a million miles away from from that expression like I just shared I'm learning how to be back in rhythm with my body having my period again after nine years and being on an IUD and so like what a gift that we have guides like what a gift that there are people at every different point on the path because there's someone walking where I am there's someone walking where Kate is and there's someone walking where you are Jasmine and then there are your teachers right that you're following and that's what it means to do this like this new truth community like community of women where we get to honor and start having these conversations because having them at all is a big deal let alone falling in love with yourself at all is a big deal let alone beginning to self-pleasure beginning to recognize that you actually can have the life that you want the intimacy that you want and it's time we stop waiting for a man to wake us up in that area like the power belongs to you and we know there are people you can there are people that can have a relationship for 20 years i mean the sexless marriage i mean there's five ted talks about that right now i mean that that's like it's not it's being talked about but then the solution is more like somebody else helped me do it rather than here we are with it begins with you like it begins with your reclamation and your willingness to tune in to your body and to not hate your body, right? Like you said, the burden of being a woman. I mean, how many women even talk negatively and are annoyed by their period, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it gets me thinking. I'm taking, I took a a pause there and just a breath for a moment because it's not even just the things we hear right? It's the things we see, you know, anytime that I turn on any sort of TV show and there's a married couple in there, it's always this narrative of sexless marriage or lack of intimacy, or that's just the way it is after X amount of years. And it's, it's a hard thing to see perpetuated, but then what makes me even more apprehensive of this messaging is the way we talk about the relationship to ourself. I'll never forget this. This actually just came to me. I'll never forget this. I had a friend's husband say to me, I was designing this program for self-love and body connection post-pregnancy. I really wanted to create a movement where we weren't using language like bounce back and get my body back and all these things that just make my blood boil. And I remember he looked at me and he said, that's so narcissistic to be telling women to just focus on themselves after they just had a baby. 
Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh and I, and I, it stayed with me for a long time. This was probably about six years ago. And, you know, there is a lot of conversation around self-love out there. There's a lot of conversations right now about self-pleasure, depending on the communities that you're in. And I feel like we really need to redefine self-intimacy. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like it's so much deeper than self-love. Yeah. It's, yes. it's, it's getting intimate with yourself. Yes. Into right. me, you see. Into me, I see. Like, right. yeah, it's it's everything. We we did an episode on what was the self love one called? The truth about self self love. And just like just that, there's such a like. It just it's first of all, it's it's not a destination. It sounds like an arrival point. Like, oh, you just need self love. Like, you just need a new coat. You just need you know yeah. this thing. And it's like for most people that don't love themselves, when someone first told me that I needed that years years ago, I was like, what? I hate myself. Like, what does that even fucking mean? It means nothing, but every episode of the new truth is a journey to getting more intimate with yourself. Like this, there are so many ways to become intimate with ourselves. And we're so distracted in the old paradigm of love and life that we've been taught. It's all about everyone, but ourselves and to that we blame other people for our pain and we give credit other people for our pleasure. And it's all like a complete disassociation from self. So the prep, like the, the work that needs to be done is a re association to self, a reconnection to self. And isn't that what all he, all healing right? hopefully is doing that, like bringing you to yourself. And I always say you will attract someone with the same intimacy tolerance as you. So it is time to stop blaming uh, emotionally unavailable partners that you end up with or wishing they were more intimate, they were more you know, approachable, they were more open. You will attract someone with the exact same intimacy tolerance as you. So everything starts and ends with you. Everything starts and ends with you. And I think this is such a beautiful conversation because one of the things that I hear a lot in my work and my friends, right? I'm, I'm the gal that everyone talks to about their wombs and their, <laughs> you know, bleed times and all of these things is, well, how do I go into this journey of self-intimacy, of self-sexual liberation, of self-pleasure when I'm in the context of partnership or I'm in a new relationship or I'm calling in a new relationship? You know, what are these conversations that I have? And, you know, the most important thing for me is to have the conversations because that is intimacy for one. Mm -hmm. And when we don't have these conversations, it's perpetuating the shame and the secrecy saying that we need to do things behind closed doors and we need to, you know, keep it this like tidy tucked away thing. The more that we have conversations and make it really normal, you know, for me, for myself, and I understand that this is a privilege, but one that I speak to because I believe that we can all embody it in some, some way, shape or form. I have self-intimacy days. It's a day that I've communicated with my husband um, that that day, every single week, I go into self-intimacy practices, self-pleasure practices, and I'm, on, I'm in my own sexual energy. And the bridge to that conversation was the more I ignite the, con the connection with my body, the more I ignite my own pleasure portals and I awaken, you know, my intravaginal wall and I go into all of these beautiful practices with myself, the more alive and, if, and available I am to share with you in a deeper way, mm -hmm. right? It's like we become the kindling for our own sexual fire so that we can share the full flame with our partners. Which is so, that's so important. I mean, every relationship that becomes sexless is because the woman in the beginning thinks that he's responsible for her turn on and her ignition. And then when the moment that the beginning excitement fizzles out and real life sets in and all the pain and triggers and wounds set in, that's when she still thinks he's responsible for her turn on and for her feeling attractive and all of these things. And then she's totally powerless. It's such a disempowered model, like learning how to stoke your own flames and like being committed to that for life in your marriage. You know, if you choose to be married or in relationships, 
that is the greatest gift to everyone. Yeah. So it's just start making everything more important than that. Like I'm so moved by your program. I hope you did go ahead and create that program for women postpartum, but this, you know, commitment to self, you know, Kate, we, we prepared for this episode being like essentially every new truth episode is it's about you. It's about you. Like you are the beginning and end of all every experience in your life. And you have to decide. And and in the self-love episode, it was, you have to decide that it's important. You have to decide that you are important. You know, I found myself half the time I'm, I'm, you know, giving affirmations around, I'm just as important as everybody else. Like I have to be number one, right. In prioritizing the way you feel about yourself. And I'm, I'm thinking about our fairy tale rants all the time. And like, here's the rant. I'm asleep and you wake me up, right? I'm in a glass case and you wake me up. I'm top of a tower and you have to come slay all the dragons and come and get me which is I'm going to have all these blocks around my heart and my body. And it's your job to break them all down. Right. If you were really a man, he'd just come and talk to me. He'd, he should have the confidence to walk across the room and talk to me. And I'm like, but you're totally shut down, sending like daggers out of your eyes, like into the room, you know, but he has to come and, and talk to you, you know, and and I think what also, if we think of like the anxious attachment and, and really shut down and, you know, tra- traumatized bodies, they use sex as a way to feel worthy and lovable rather than to actually experience the intimacy of sexual connection, you know, with their bodies and how much fear we all have. You know, Jasmine, you mentioned that too. And I keep thinking about my own healing. The more connected to my body I become, the less afraid of abandonment. Like my abandonment fears actually went away, not only through doing my childhood work, but by having a relationship with my body and being anchored and secure in myself, knowing I could handle whatever was happening in my life. I became significantly less afraid in my life as a direct result of being connected mm-hmm. to myself. And that's the gift for me. That's the, the, the main secret of what gets to happen. And then you are stop being afraid to be who you are, ask for what you need, right? As you're, you know, beautifully sharing like this, this is what's going to happen in my world, right? To your husband and what a gift. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really important to, again, go back to why we become disconnected from these places to begin with. And I have, you know, my school of thought and, and a truth that I've definitely seen a lot in both myself and my work. And the world is really operating from an old way of the way that women, and I'm going to use heteronormal terms just for the sake of this analogy in the world, when we look at ancestral patterns, when we look at lineage-based patterns, you know, there was a lot of time that where women couldn't work, we couldn't make money unless we went into a marriage, unless we had a man in our lives, we like literally our survival patterns were broken. Mm -hmm. And so we're still holding a lot of that ancestral narrative and we see it perpetuated a lot still. And, And I feel like what happens a lot of the time is the notches and the heartbreak and the pain and the wounds that we would normally carry in our heart space, like in our heart portal, Um, because we're all feeling so disconnected from the womb space to begin with, you know, we're not taught to live within our cyclic rhythms. The society at large doesn't support the peaks and valleys of living in a cyclic body. There's just so much disconnection. Well, the perfect place to store all of these wounds and pain is to press them deep down into the womb space so that we can keep our heart open and lovable so that the world will accept us. Mm. Right. And so it becomes this this cauldron. And if you think of the womb space as this bowl, right? We have the the edges of the pelvis and it's this this bowl that either holds the anatomical organs or holds the energetic spaces, depending on who you are and what body you're in. When we start using that as a receptacle for all of our wounding and our pain, right? Of course, we're going to feel disconnected. It's the place that's holding the deepest, darkest, shadowy bits of us that we necessarily don't feel like we have the time or the energy to tend to. And so when that's also the place where we're supposed to be allowing our pleasure to come from, it gets a little bit muddy, right? It it gets really dense. 
And so even from, you know, the biological standpoint, this can create such huge um, tension patterns within the pelvic root or the pelvic floor that really suffocates the opportunity for arousal, the opportunity for orgasm, right? We start experiencing the lack of blood flow, which goes into numbness. And so truthfully, without our own self-exploration with our own loving hands and really going into these areas of our physical body, you know, like holding our yoni, holding our womb space, holding these parts of ourselves, feeling with our own loving hands, reclaiming our own self-touch. It's really challenging to start bringing love and aliveness to these areas that we're wanting to just switch on and off as this pleasure light switch. Right. Right. Absolutely. How does someone begin the work? Like when a client comes to you, it's usually happening. How do you work with women? Yeah. So my philosophy is that I do not teach anyone how to be in their body, but I very lovingly guide you into reclaiming the power to be the soul explorer, to be the one that draws the map. And the way that we do this is really understanding, you know, some of those big T traumas, but as well as, you know, those wounds and those pains that we talked about that perhaps were brought down from the heart space into this space. And really what's going on that caused that fraction or that, that disconnection in the first place. And sometimes self-touch isn't available, right? We have to be really conscious of that. It's not the, the takeaway from this isn't that everybody goes home and just starts, you know, touching themselves right away. It's, it's really about reestablishing safety and connection to the body so that you can feel the permission because it can be really triggering. And I don't use that word lightly um, mm -hmm. to go on this exploration without necessarily feeling like you're safe to do so. And we carry a lot of that in the body, you know, the body doesn't lie. So usually a session is very much based on that. It's like, when did you feel like you allowed other people to become the explorer of your body and you lost the one that draws the map? Let's drop you back in. Let's see some of those fractions. Let's talk about tension. Let's talk about your highest vision of your relationship with your womb. And let's start building the bridge to get there. And that can be through conversation. I do a lot of guided practices, a lot of embodiment work. Um, and a lot of the time it's, you know, the very patient path of reestablishing the safety with the body. Beautiful, beautiful. And so in your relationship, what, what was your relationship like before the bleeding for a year and the massive transformation and the intimacy days and all that? And what is it like now? Yeah. So I think one of the most challenging parts in my marriage and, um, you know, of course, given my husband a heads up that I will be talking about this today and he's so lovingly given me, given me the permission to do mm -hmm. so with him. Cause I think that's really important as well when we're sharing our stories with, with intimate partners. Um, you know, we were newly married when the bleeding began. So this is supposed to be a very sexy time in the relationship. <laughs> this is like honeymoon, you know, all of these things are happening. The sex is really alive. And I didn't have a good relationship with my womb blood. You know, many of us don't. It's this really like shameful taboo, hide it, tuck it away. Um, and so it really shifted the way that we could be intimate with one another because I didn't feel comfortable being in intimacy when I was bleeding. And, you know, it caused a lot of conversation and it also caused a lot of restructuring the way that we spent intimate time with one another. And so we went through a pretty rocky road, I'm going to be honest. And it was challenging because I had to really reserve a lot of energy into going into my own self. And when you're in, you know, a relationship, when you have to kind of be like, Hey, like I've got to really go into me for a while. Like I just need to be held. Like I just didn't really have much energy for anything else. And so it's interesting when I think about that, because that's not going to be the first time that we go through times and periods where we are not intimate. You know, when we think of post having a baby, right, there's a postpartum period where we're really supposed to be in our own womb energy. So we have all of these times and um, it was this really slow burn coming back together, like weaving in the way that I was coming back into my relationship with the body, communicating it with him, showing him, you know, what I had learned, what was feeling really alive for me and inviting him into the process. 
And I can say, you know, after almost nine years of being together, um, we are feeling our sexual flame is just so ignited. And now not only do I have my own self intimacy days, every single Sunday, we have a joint intimacy day. And it's a day that we explore and we spend, you know, time together, we talk about our desires, we try new things, we bring things to the table. And it's just a dedicated amount of time for us to continue to just weave in newness and excitement and playfulness into our relationship. So it's, it's truly transformed. And I feel really proud of it because we're really breaking away from, you know, the societal narrative around, you know, nine years into a relationship, what it looks like and, you know, my liberation and my reclamation of my body really opened a doorway for us to connect on a much deeper level. How'd you meet him? Oh, I used to be a bartender at a whiskey bar. (laughs) Very different life. (laughs) And uh, he came in and he's English. So he had this really sexy English accent. And he said, it would be a travesty if you didn't give me your phone number. And I was like, oh, I don't give my phone number to strangers. (laughs) And then all night he had his friends coming up to me, like telling, telling me stories about him and, you know, trying to get me into, um, over at the table to talk to all of them. And then just as he was leaving, I wrote down my phone number and I slapped it on his chest Uh, and we went on a date and it like wasn't fireworks. And we ended up being friends for like best friends for almost a year and a half before we actually ended up getting together. Um, And then it was just like super, super tight and beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important. You know, we're raising consciousness around love here. And when women are learning how to set new standards for themselves and believe in the gift of men, the goodness of men, the high quality men that exist, the story totally matters, right? And and it matters to hear you talk about the conversations you're having, right? And if a woman who's in partnership is listening to this episode and thinks to herself, oh, I could never, I could never have that conversation with my partner. Well, one, you never know unless you try. And two, is that okay with you? Is it okay with you to have a relationship where that's not something that's possible for you, yeah. right? And I love every every person we've had in partnership, like being inspired by the partnership and you know nine years ten years like it's a big deal to be growing with someone you know i i'm talking to andrew the other day i'm like i sometimes look at him like we are two completely different people than when we met you know and and the evolution of ourselves the evolution of partnership the evolution of our relationship with our bodies right like i keep thinking that we all continue to push the edges Right? We're here to evolve. We're here to expand. Expanded love method. <laughs> Kate's, yeah. Kate's work, right? We're yeah. here to grow. Like the new truth is that you can begin again and, and be any moment, no matter how old you are. Like just listening to this episode may now take you into work with Jasmine and her beautiful freebie gift. She'll talk about it in a minute. But over and over, this permission first. You know, I think in order to begin any journey, we have to acknowledge and appreciate and love where we are, right? You can't, if you already have all this shame, you can't shame yourself for not being able to do X, Y, Z yet, or feel ashamed about having these conversations. You know, I mean, sometimes I look at myself, so, I mean, I'm listening to this episode. I'm like, man, if you guys knew who I was at 21 years old, like, woo, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, woo, and, and the, you know, the, on the, my mom was so repressed, like, and everything even about being a woman was logical. Like there there was nothing special about my bleed. There's nothing even special or ever talked about around being a woman. And I'm so grateful that I've found, you know, women who inspired me and women who taught me and who, you know, I now have the community of people where this, this is like a, a, your average day. Like this is Kate and I on Boxer every day. <laughs> like this is what yeah, we're, yeah. you know, we're talking about and, and what a gift that that's my life now. And most of all, with the new truth, we hope women start seeing like you are not alone. Like there are women living this way. There are women having these conversations. There are people in partnership that are setting new standards and breaking free from what we call the old paradigm of love. And, and this, yeah, this is the new paradigm. And I, I, 
I have a question for you, but I just want to speak to um, the the fact that our ego this this came to me the other day. It's like our when we're in ego saboteur, as I call it, love an old paradigm of love, everything is about something feels good. And then we just want the timeline. It's like the next text, the commitment, the, like we're, it's, it's, we're wanting to go this linearly. And yet your soul just wants to go deeper into the experience. Like, wow, this feels so amazing. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's go versus your mind is like, let's lock down the next date. Let's get the commitment. Where's the, I love you. How about we move in together? Let's get married. Let's have babies. And it's this, it's this journey that robs us of the actual experience because the reality is none of us know how long the timeline is going to be. And when you allow yourself to deepen into the experience, the timeline's naturally going to unfold. That's not our job to figure out what the future holds, but it's our job to be so present within ourselves so and so connected to ourselves that we can actually be in the experience. And so it's so beautiful hearing you share this story your story and your relationship and thank your husband for for giving us permission to to talk about your story today and how you get to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with this beautiful man and my question for you because i'm imagining a lot of the women listening i actually don't even know the answer so it could be um i imagine a lot of the women listening are thinking oh he's probably a conscious evolved man who's like going to brotherhoods and and you know doing the thing like is he on this path himself or is he on this path because you're on this path like is he what does he do for work who is he my husband is a beautiful man who is living life in his own way yeah he is not going to brotherhoods he is not you know in the quote-unquote conscious community but he his wisdom brings me home over and over and over again and you know it's it's fascinating that you say this because sometimes we can get into that narrative and I've certainly been there where I'm like he needs to do these things in order to like keep up with me or or whatever it is and then he'll say something and I'm like fuck his journey is just so different from mine and he's in it. I my, you can still go deeper together. You can still have this yeah. intimacy and he can honor and yeah. you and you being this witchy magical <laughs> woman in the world yeah. and that he can be the man beside you and yeah. and and I've seen, you know, it's I've seen him. Hmm, I'm just holding my heart because mm -hmm. I'm so proud of the man that he is and the man that he's continuing to evolve into. And it's such a beautiful reminder for me to just live my life sometimes, mm -hmm. to not do the next course, to not have to go to a healer, to not have to do all these things. Like we could go for a walk and like be super playful and like sit on a patio and we can do all these things. And that's just as much of an evolution of my soul as doing yes. the work, quote unquote. And we need people like that in our lives. And I'm really far out there a lot of the time. And so he kind of like reels me back in and, yeah. and grabs me back in. But there's, you know, there's such a beautiful reminder in that, that we certainly need. And yeah. how to choose from what I need rather than what my ego thinks I want. Yes. Right. Like, I love what you just said, Kate, too, about the addiction and attachment to the timeline. And I rob myself of my experience, especially when I project all over people. I mean, there's so many there's now new associations like, oh, if a man goes to a workshop, that must mean he's conscious. I'm sorry. That's not what it means. Like, There are plenty oh. of people. Personal development is actually very different than relational development. And there are and First, we have to just watch every judgment we ever make, let alone the judgments we make about ourselves, right? I, I have been thinking about, you know, when you talked about performative sex and, and how, yes, that's most of the narrative. And, and a lot of women, I mean, this was me, a, a teen and my purpose. Okay, how do I get good in bed, right? Like that was the drive. And then an addiction, right? To getting attention for that and excitement around that. I was never connected to anybody I was having sex with. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, and then there's women performing in life. Like life is now our performance rather than a lived experience. I'm performing for people on Facebook, right? The engagements are now performative, mm -hmm. right? Like I only want to be engaged. There's a performance of a video and million pictures. I can, I mean, how many weddings have been a performance mm -hmm. rather than actually about 
the wedding. And, and I imagine that's, that'll come up around people beginning self-pleasure. It's like the goal becomes the orgasm rather than the goal as the being the explorer. Like I love, you know, you're, yeah, you're the explorer of the map, right? Of, of you and your body. And so I, I so love that you asked that question, Kate, because that's something you and I have come back to over and over with dating is like, look, get curious about who someone actually is rather than making any associations. Oh, because they did this, they must be that. Yeah, right? And I, the mind does that all or nothing, you know, block. That's what my mind did when I first met Jeff and my mind was like, Oh, he's not conscious. He's not spiritual. He's not this, he's not (laughs) that. And it was like, but, and I remember on our first date talking about human design and all these things that I loved. And I looked up his chart and, um, and then he, I, I had this like feeling like I did too much. And I had, I was like, Oh my, my mind was like, you, you screwed it up. You've talked too much about woo woo things, even though I didn't even like him. Like it was the first date. I was like, I don't think so. I don't think this is going anywhere. But, but my mind was like, oh no, he's not conscious enough. He's not spiritual. And, and it, it was why it's so wild because since then, my God, he like guesses people's human design, his managers at his restaurants. He's like, I'm sure Scott's a projector. Okay. I think Michael's a generator. And like, he'd get, he's, He's like, oh, I figured out so-and-so's love language. And he's just like, he's, he's a little sponge to it. And it's evolved how he runs his business, how he lives his life. And it's, and he's evolved so much because of just being a witness to my journey, but not me shut, never me shoving the muffin down his throat. Like if I, if I try and force it on him, it like never would go well, but he evolved so much just from being a witness to it. And from me bringing these conversations up and yeah, so it's, it's our minds, like that is why, I mean, we've said this so many times before, but ditch the fucking checklist because the reality is you can't possibly know who someone is in the first even 10 dates. It's a never, it's like, if you feel good and aligned in your body, if you feel like that, okay, there's like curiosity and an opening. And I love the friends first too. I think that's such a great place to start because then it takes away all the performance and you get to really get to know someone but like just following that truth in your body and rather than the narrative in your mind, because the narrative in your mind is going to stop you from having amazing experiences with people who aren't going to workshops and doing the work. And it's also going to have you be swept away by someone who's actually not aligned or maybe toxic. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like you know, this is a really fascinating conversation in these, <laughs> in these times because people do make assumptions about me all the time. You know, if you go to my Instagram, you will have some shock value there for sure. I do yeah. a lot of rituals with my menstrual blood and, you know, there's all these things. And so of course people start making assumptions about the type of relationship that I'm in. And I'm like, you know, he's kind, And his heart is incredible and he's rooted in, you know, deep communication. And there's all of these beautiful things about him and his, you know, quote unquote, conscious barometer um, is not really anything to do with our love. You know, he's, we don't need to walk one path. I think that there's this Mm. so many different ways to walk, to really evolve and connect to the soul of who you are. Um, And it's not one clear cut way for everyone. And most of all, you love who you are with him. Yeah. Right? You feel good with him. Like not only the, the my gosh, like may we all fall in love with people we respect and admire, you know, that even if I wasn't in relationship with my partner, he would be a man that I would want to have love, that a, I would want a woman to experience Andrew's love and be around Andrew and, and who he is. And it's that place of like your life only has to make sense to you. Now we're back in this performance of the old paradigm. Everything's about what I can show on Facebook and the checklist of what I think life is supposed to be like. And then we wonder why we're so disconnected from our bodies and disconnected from our souls and disconnected from our wombs and And our hearts. Repression, depressed, depression, anxiety disorders, left, right, and center, like all the womb disorder, like all of it. It's all just disassociation and disconnection from the truth of who we are. Yeah. And I, I want to 
circle back to one thing, actually, because we talked about, you know, if you are not met with excitement and love and compassion, when you say that you want to design something like an intimacy day, you know, the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine rather is, is really present. And um, something that I've heard a lot is when we say it, we have to know why we're requesting these things, why we're introducing them. You have to know your why. It's not enough to just say, I'm going to, well, it is enough, but it's, it's often not enough in communication to say, so on Mondays, like, don't touch me because I'm going to be in the bedroom pleasuring myself. You know, it, it's like, uh, I could see where a little bit of wounding might come from your partner, <laughs> um, feeling like perhaps they're being replaced or that they're, you know, sexual desire isn't strong enough for you or all of these different things and so I really like to say when you're going into conversations like this and you're really sharing with your partner that you're wanting to do something like an intimacy day you need to know why you're doing it and so a really great way to have this conversation is to say you know I've been noticing or even saying I was listening to this really great podcast right and there was this woman these women that were talking about the connection to my body and I realized you know I haven't really had much of a connection to this part of myself I share myself with you in this way and I've shared my body but like I really want to get to know my body a little bit more so I'm going to just go on a one month exploration and on Mondays I'm going to have a bath and I'm just going to do a little bit of exploring of my body. And I wanted you to know, not because this is a replacing in any way, but this is actually me getting to know myself a little bit more so that I can share it with you on a deeper way. And that's so beautiful, you know, and it really invites our partners to be part of the why, you know, we're saying like, I'm doing this and I'm inviting you in, like, there's this duality to it that can feel really sweet. And so um, get really clear on the why of any practice before you bring it into relationship, because that thread of the communication is so important for the heart of it. And it takes, I mean, it takes a lot of sovereignty and autonomy in an individual to be able to communicate like that. And then the health of a partnership was just keeping the other person in mind. Like the way you just communicate it is essentially standing in my sovereignty and autonomy and having empathy for your experience and the impact my, all of my behavior has on you. Because I think a lot of times, I mean, we do have, I mean, I guess we're talking about a lot of stuff on this episode, my friends, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, but I think there is this new kind of, I mean, something I mean, I've, I've been passionate about relationship forever and this place of the new personal development narcissism, which is just, I'm just going to do whatever I want and I don't care if you like it or not. And I don't care how it impacts you. And this is what I'm doing. Um, and so I really appreciate that you just modeled that so women could hear and that that place of, you know, if you're preparing for partnership, know who you are. <laughs> know who you are otherwise it becomes asking for someone else to tell you and the world has all kinds of opinions on who you're supposed to be right now and of course our primary message in the new truth is your life only has to make sense to you and you get to design it your way you get to build the life and relationship you want and we so hope that you decide after today to build a relationship with your womb and I know Jasmine you have a free gift um, for our community. And I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah. So as we were mentioning earlier, you know, I like to say that there's different access points for people to begin this. And, and like we said, you know, it certainly doesn't mean that everybody just dives right into X, Y, and Z right away. But I do believe one of the fundamental access points for most of us is our heart. And that is because it's the one place that we biologically and energetically talk about right? It gives us, okay, we have this beating heart, cardiovascular system, and we know that it's love and it's got this energy. And so it's gifted us this experience to be able to see that duality in everything else in our bodies. And so it's a really easy access point wherever you are. And I like to call the breasts, the antlers of the heart. They're the extensions mm. of the heart. And so I've created a free breast massage guide. It's a video practice as well as a guide with oils and how to set up your space and what the breast massage can feel like and what can come up for you. And it's a really beautiful way to start self-intimacy if the self-pleasure of the womb and the yoni isn't necessarily feeling super accessible at this time. Um, so I'd love to offer it to your community. And it's a really beautiful 
beautiful practice. I know I do it almost every single day when I'm in the last half of my cycle. So in my premenstrual phase, and it really helps with any breast tenderness, um, really helps get the blood flow and really connects you to your breast tissues so that if there was ever something that was presenting in the breast, you know what your normal is. Mm -hmm. right? When we have autonomy over our bodies, it means that we know our bodies. So we can go to our practitioners in collaboration and say, I know my normal, this isn't it, please help me. Let's work Mm -hmm. together. So I'd love to offer it to your beautiful community and to all of you. So you can start this self-intimacy journey right away. Thank you so much. So where do they go to grab it? We'll post the link if you're listening on iTunes and we'll certainly post it in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. But if you want to speak the website URL now, you certainly can. So www.humblewildwellness.com. As soon as you get to the website, I've made it super easy. It'll just pop up, access your free breast massage guide. You pop in your email and your guide will be available to you right away. And your Instagram's Humble Wild Wellness too, right? Yes, please come join the conversation of womb reclamation and your pleasure and your voice and just all of the incredible parts of what it means to be in the feminine experience, no matter who you are, your gender, non-gender, we all have this incredible space within our bodies. And the one thing that connects us all is we all come from the womb. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, where, what you're doing in this world. We all have the lived experience of our first home being the womb. And so it is so imperative that we all strive to create more safety in this really sacred space. Mm, I'm just, I just am thinking that like how important this is for a sexual well-being and sexual thriving with partner with partners with dating how as women I mean the first time I had sex it was um because my boyfriend at the time had had sex before and I felt like he was going to break up with me if I didn't and so it was fully for him and for the first probably 10 years that was my experience with sex where it was just really for the guy and for the the um proving that I was worthy and good enough. And I just think like the level of um, standards and qualification process that would, that would rise when a woman is so deeply connected to her sake, the sacredness of her body, the sacredness of her womb, the sacredness of all of our parts that you just naturally will become so much more um, particular about the energies that you will allow to enter your sacred temple. And this is so beautiful and so necessary for every woman on earth. I, I don't think there's a woman on earth who hasn't, you know, except maybe a nun <laughs> who hasn't said yes at one point when her body was actually a no. Yeah. And it's only because our minds are leading the way as opposed to our bodies. So this is just everything. Yeah. And our, I love what you said there because one of the top ways that I often will say to create a really sacred connection with this space is a lot of us have been penetrated um, energetically or biologically truthfully um, when we we our bodies were saying no and this can be violation this can be in partnership this can just be when we are not being connected to the voice of our wombs and of our yonis and so one of the most profound things that can be a really easy switch is just to say anytime that you're going to be entered like I'm ready for you to enter mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like how profound would it be if we knew mm-hmm. that that was a way that we could say at that time for all the times that we didn't have the availability Mm. to and how much healing can happen from us really claiming those words. Wow. I have goosebumps everywhere. We need to teach this to young girls. We really, really do. And (laughs) penetrating them. You wait for those words, right? We say it, but you know, and we could go into a whole other, maybe we will talk again. Consent, but really it starts with creating um, the beautiful connection, becoming the voice of your womb that perhaps you didn't have. I know that that was a big part of my journey as a survival of sexual abuse. You know, I Mm -hmm. really had to stand strong in, okay, yes, that was an experience that I was victim to. And the way I'm going to build the bridge to reestablishing beautiful connection with my body is using my voice when I can. Mm -hmm. And and we work with what we can in the moment because we can't change time. And so Mm -hmm. to everyone that's listening, your voice is so beautiful and it matters. And just really sitting with the sweetness of the words that want to leave your mouth in relation to your womb. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much for being with us today. So, so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. (laughs) This is going to be one of those episodes to listen to again and again and again. And if you have been listening and you know your friends need to hear this message and if this episode has moved you, we would love to join you in a conversation in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. Know that you're not alone. Know that you can heal. Know that wherever you are on your journey, journey is exactly right and we hope you continue to choose yourself in every area of your life we love you and we'll see you soon